Connors T, how are ye? Welcome to the Candlelit Tales podcast. We tell Irish myths with music and have a chat about it in the next episode. My name is Aaron and I'm here with my sister, Sarka Hegarty. This week we're listening to the Hawk of Ackle, told by Aaron. This podcast is brought to you thanks to our Patreon supporters. Thank you. You can go to candletales.ie to find out more about us or follow us on the social media at Candletales. Before we get into this week's story, a quick announcement. Now, we still don't know when we're going to be able to get back to live gigs, which is what we've always loved doing and what we started doing. But we decided rather than wait around, we're going to do something. And that something is going to be a live stream. We're getting together some special guests. We're going to make it big. We're going to make it epic. We're going to make it as interactive as we possibly can. And we're going to be doing it live on the 22nd of September from Sandyford Studios. Tickets will be going out soon. We're going to be announcing guests very soon. Keep an eye on social media for that. And we hope you will join us at Home for the Harvest on the 22nd of September. Hey Aaron, tell us a story. Fintan walked. He kept on trudging, his knees bending, his ankles bracing his back bent towards the wind, his head nodding up and down, the wind beating his chest as he faced towards the west of Ireland. He looked around the desolate area that he knew so well. He had seen it. He had seen it age. He glanced from hillside to hillside, knowing that he was older than some of these new mounds that crested the hillsides around him. These the man-made shapes and moulds that had been made to shape the landscape. These ones that were built by hands, newly landed to this land. Finton was... After all, one of the very first to come. It had been such a long, long time ago, though, that his memory could hardly string together all the times in between landing here the first time with Kesser. He shook the memory away, not able to face that in those days. A strange hawk flew over his head and landed as he was coming towards Ackle Island. The hawk was black and grey, molted feathers falling from it. It cawed at him. This strange hawk peered at him and called his name. Fintan the wise, Fintan the old, Fintan, you look terrible. A smile came to his lips, and Fintan almost laughed at this strange welcome. At least he was recognised, he thought. He sat down with the hawk and decided to share some time. After all, it looked like it did not have much left. 
do an old bird a kindness and tell me of your greatest sorrows, Fintan, for you look miserable now, but surely you have seen some terrible things in your life, long as it's been. Fintan nodded his head gravely. After all, this was one of the saddest days of his long, long life. For his son, Ilan, had died near Rosgreda just the other day. Fintan had seen so many of his sons and daughters, lovers, and his first wife, Kesser, all die. He had outlived them all. Ilan, a bright and beautiful boy, had died before his time, and though he did not know his heart could break any more, it broke once more for the death of Ilan. I'll tell you, Hawk, all of the sorrows I've seen in this land, all right, but none of them compare to the first time my heart broke when Kesser of the fair hair died of grief for my departing her. Finden's own guilt coursed through him, fresh as if he had just done the deed of running away from Kesser and her people, the first people to ever land in Ireland. The hawk nodded at this, clear that he knew more than he was letting on. Finton went on and told the hawk that he had indeed run away from Kesser, the first woman to ever land on these beautiful shores, and in doing so had taken on some of the magic in the land. It seemed that he was given something that day. For when he went to sleep, he woke up as a salmon. For three hundred years he swam through the rivers and waters of Ireland. And for such a long time he had been a salmon swimming upstream, fighting currents. Till a dream came on him and he became a great stag. Withered and old was a stag that went into a cave to come out as a great fierce boar with wolves snapping at his feet. The king of the forests of Ireland, he had been many more animals, and he had seen all of the people come to Ireland. Partholon and that plague that had wiped them out, he had seen it from up on high with a yellow breast. He had seen the great, fierce Nemedians come as well, but for all of the death and all of the grief and all of the sadness, he couldn't really comprehend or tell the hawk what really ailed him, because what was wrong with him, what tormented him the most was this lasting this lingering, this decay into an old age beyond anything. He turned to the hawk then and said, You see, 
I once planted a great oak tree. I let it grow and grow and grow. Full and tall and huge it stood. Till at once it got too big for itself and fell over. I chopped it then and carved a great table and chairs, bowls, forks and knives I carved from it. And then I watched as they cracked and they rotted and the rot turned to dust and they all blew away in my hand the decay rotting in the ground. That span of time for me was a year for I've seen so much change in this land. He bowed his head then, considering the length of time he had seen. He couldn't fit all of the memories together in one place. The scattering of them all was disorientating. Until he heard the call and shriek and laugh from the bird. Great tale you tell, Fintan Bogra, for I'm as old as you are. I am the hawk of time, the great hawk of Akum, and I have seen all that you have seen. And for all the stories you tell me, I have many more. I have fought the greatest of all of the birds, including the crane of Lena, Eagle from Bruce, the two full fat birds of Lethin, and the black foot of Sleeve Fluid. Every one of those great birds fell to me, for I am the hawk of Akil. Fintan felt a shiver go down his spine as he saw the bird once more, new and fresh in his eyes, the withered, old, frail bird there in front of him. And he stared at him and a memory came back to him, a memory of a very sad time indeed, when he was in the estuary of the River Urn when the waterfall had frozen solid, shards of glass falling down, the size of knives falling down into the icy river that had coated itself. And so as a salmon he was trying to swim and break through the icy lair and jump over that horribly, horribly cold, icy, dangerous waterfall and as he leapt and struggled and slid he heard a noise a hawk in the sky flying so fast he could not realize but before he did it ripped his left eye from his socket he was weak and weary and troubled and full of turmoil 
He was pushing himself to survive that day, but survive he did, he lived to tell the tale. Fintan was furious to realise this, and custom demanded that perhaps recompense should be sought for, but little he'd get from this hawk, little but talk. You owe me a severance for that I taken a long time ago, I've not forgotten it, hawk. Fintan bristled, almost boiling with anger now. But when he saw the hawk look meek and weak under its grey feathers, his anger dissipated, and he said instead, But for all that, I'll show you a kinder turn, and I'll stay and talk with you a while. And he reflected then on all of the other peoples he had seen, in all of the other shapes and all of the other animals he had been in his long, long and very strange life. How the Nemedians had split, how the fear bullock had came back, the descendants of those men had come to Ireland and then met their brethren, the Tuatadanan. The first battle of Moichura was a sad and a grave one, for Fintan had sided with the Fearbulg, taking their side, hoping to help them overcome a tyranny they all desperately feared would happen to them. After all, Fintan's twelve sons were born in Ireland of the Fearbulg, and he brought them to battle against the Tour de Danon after helping them restore their fortifications and help them plan and strategize for the battle to come. But that day he saw twelve sons die, and he did not know pain or grief until that day when he saw them on the battlefield lifeless. And still life beating in his heart, his mind still remembering, still recording everything he saw. He did not know why, but he went and he lost himself in the wilds after that once more. Ah, I remember that. I took an eye, a hand, or a foot from each one of your sons for tribute to you. And oh, I got a great arm that day. It fed my family on Ackle for seven years. Knowing well that that arm belonged to Nuada, of the silver arm he became known, all because the arm was lopped off his shoulder by Shreng, the great beast. Oh, I know all about Noada and the trouble they had replacing him. <laughs> oh, such trouble they have with their kings and their leaders and 
Fintan couldn't help but agree with at least this remark from the hawk, although he didn't much like his tone. He remembered disappearing and being quite very alone for a long time after that battle. He had changed once more, dreamt himself into new existences. A falcon, even a hawk, he remembered being once. A fox, a fleet-footed horse even. A badger, a mole. So many things he had been with the time and when and where he could not always orientate himself. Till Lou, the shining one, he remembered Lou well enough. For it was Lou of the Tua de Danon who had helped him control his changing. But despite Lou's help, he was never quite sure how he was supposed to live, how he was supposed to be, what his role was. He was the eternal watcher, yes. Sometimes he gave counsel. As was the settling of that manner of Tara, when his voice was at least heard. But when so many things happened and so many battles had gone by, his place in the land had changed, and he had felt worthless, uncalled for, unloved. For was a time when I would soar over these battlegrounds, on the tour they done, when they fought. I would carry whole bodies back to Ackland Island, and all the heroes of Ulster remember those. Though all the bodies grew colour left on the plains of Martevna. <sighs> I used to follow Colonel Kermak around just to eat all the flesh he hacked from his enemies. Especially in the West, all of those Connacht men that fell by his hand. The hawk screeched with joy, reminiscing and remembering all of the battles in Ireland that he used to watch over and feast down upon. But then he grew silent, his beady eyes staring into Finton, a glazed look coming over him. The great cattle reigned for the brown bull was my fate. Back then I was furious and fierce. I was brilliant, but my brilliance decreased over time. As he said this, the grey feathers of the hawk bristled as he shook his head wearily. In the times of Conquet, I could still lift a 
fallen with my deadly talent. Rip away the hide from any calf or tear through any cow with my sharp beak. By the time Cormac Art was king, I could barely pick up a pinklet. And when nine of the nine hostages was high king of Ireland, I was maddening myself with my weakness. Age had caught up with me. I was weak and weary, and look at me now. Look at me now. What I used to be. I've become slow and weak and weary. And I want nothing now but the end. But it is this end that frightens me. The hawk looked away from Finton then. There was something in his voice ghastly, ghostly, and yet somehow soothing, because Finton understood exactly what he meant. Time kept on going, for all the ages they had seen together on this land, so many people living their lives from the first that landed to the ones that were living, dying, turning to dust, watching trees regrow in their place to be chopped down, mowed in their many recreated in great banquet halls and towns till they too fell down, to be changed by time, reshapen to dust, and watching whole civilizations grow until they too buckled and were brought down underground where now the Tuatha Danann lived, away from this land, away from what they held most dear. For all the wealth everyone had cared and crafted and made for themselves, nothing was left for anyone, but time kept on ticking. Time. That was slave to no one and everyone was slave to it. Finton spoke to the hawk of Ackle then. Don't be afraid of that. Don't be afraid of death. Because when the sun rises, we will walk to it together. I've seen enough of this life, too. You and I will walk through this veil, together. We will see death straight in the eye, and we will release this mortal coil, and find out what's beyond that veil. And so they did. After talking all night together, exchanging more stories of the time they lived through. And when the sun rose, they walked from this land into the one beyond.
This podcast was produced and edited by Oshin Ryan and Rory O'Shea. You can find out more about us on our website, candlelittales.ie. And we're on all social media, so like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at Candlelittales or send us a message or get onto our mailing list. For more videos and live streams, like and subscribe to our Candlelit Tales YouTube channel, which now has a Candlelit Tales for Kids playlist. Hashtag CandleLittleTales. Liking and subscribing to our channel really helps us grow and get to more people. And if you're able to give us more direct support, you can chip in a few bob at patreon.com forward slash CandlelitTales or make a one-time donation through the PayPal button on our website. We also do really like to hear back from you with your questions and requests. So please feel free to contact us directly or leave your question in the comments section below. Because what we really want to do is get these stories out there. Share them with as many people as possible. So anything you can do to help, we really appreciate.